The world around us is changing faster than ever before. before. From automation, artificial intelligence, big data, geolocation, to every aspect of how we work and live. This includes data. Welcome, Welcome. to Data Welcome. Gurus Podcast. Our mission is to bring you a real-life perspective on what's happening in the industry and how successful companies and individuals in this niche navigate through the sea of change. Encouraging you to be bold, be, bold, be brave, be and be brave. fearless. Let's navigate the data ecosystem together. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Data Gurus Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Data Gurus. Today, Gordon Allott, who is the president and CEO of Broad Peak Partners, a company that's developed the K3 software, is here to join me. Welcome, Gordon. Hi, Seema. Thank you for having me. Thank you. On this nice, cold day in New York. <laughs> Definitely. So typically what I do when I have guests that are kind of core in the marketing analytics and consumer insights field, I ask them about their journey. This is a little bit different in the sense that you're working on different aspects of data. And I thought it would be helpful if you could just share what your company does. Sure. So Broadpeak, we started probably back in 07. And we we started as a a data integration consultancy. So we used to come and basically were hired into do all of the data stitching. So please go extract some data from this system, merge the data together with other systems, you know, moving data, creating data pipelines. And then about 2013, 2014, we really started taking everything that we learned and assembled into a piece of software, a data platform called K3. Okay. What that is, is it's a data pipeline platform where essentially we're trying to use low code, a low code approach so that, you know, employees can create connections to all kinds of data Mm -hmm. sources, merge, blend, clean the data, essentially get it into analytically ready place. And yeah, so that's what we've been doing for years. And it's, you know, so K3 is commercially available now in, you know, 70 Fortune 500 companies, essentially doing a lot of data pipelining work. If you've worked in a large corporation, then you know, slightly the dirty secret is there's some really old software applications hanging out, which is really painful. That's our sweet spot, actually. We we kind of, you know, and the whole mission is like, look, we got to get that data out of there so mm-hmm. we can do something meaningful with it. And so that's really, that's kind of where we came from and continuing to, to march forward in this new uh, data era. That's very exciting. And typically, who do you target when you are selling this value proposition of, you know, yeah. uh, data data integration, data platform, building data pipelines? There's two places to go. Uh, okay. So certainly IT teams have a big data burden. And so the technical teams, but a lot of times they, so this is, a, you kind of put your finger on, immediately on one of the <laughs> hardest parts, which is, you know, a lot of times they like to build themselves. They right. want to build their own things. And what we're really offering, so low code, what that means is we're trying to basically put, you know, democratize those tools and put them in the hands of people who don't code who still, look, I need to connect to an API. I don't know how to code. I need to get the data out of here and do things with it. That's where we come in. So 
Our primary target is on, you know, operational people who have, have real operational goals and, you know, have to get things done for the enterprise. So, so look, I need to come up with an answer about why this is happening in our business and I need to do it now. Okay. Um, and so that is the thing that we're really trying to enable. And I, we're not trying to end run around IT, but to a certain extent, listen, the, where a lot of the data integration stuff came from is if you want to get data out of system A and into system yeah. B, you can go grab a developer and they'll hack you something up and it works and it's great. And then something changes and you're like, hey, could you come and fix this for me? Mm -hmm. And they're like, sure, in a month when I'm done with my current project. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that just keeps happening yeah. again and again. So that's where we come in, where we can say, hey, look, deploy K3. We can help you get this data. You don't need IT. And that's our secret value proposition. So, Well, and I'm curious, you know, first of all, let me ask a very, because we talk about data all the time. I talk about data. Yeah. I'm sure you talk about yeah. data and then you, insights yeah. and actions and where ultimately is it going to help grow or scale a business. But yeah. before we even get there, yeah, sure. give me descriptors of the types of data within an organization somebody's pulling together. Because yeah. you know, I have assumptions, but you're there talking yeah. to sure. your clients. So there's uh, several dimensions. So let's say like you have a manufacturing company, actually one of the most could really do it with any company. So you have the concept of a, a P&L report, right? Profit and loss report. Right. And when does that P&L report come out? So it comes out at the end of the month. And yes. So, well, what if you wanted a P&L report every single day? Okay. And actually, not just every single day, but every single hour. And within that P&L report, I want an explanation of why it's changing. So we call this P&L explained. Okay. So let's say you're a running a manufacturing facility, and you have eight machines that the widgets are going through, and you're receiving, a, a let's say, a, a daily report, and it says, hey, we you know, produced XYZ widgets, and the reason that we, the delta from yesterday, the reason we produced less was because of machine eight. You're like, okay, great. So the next report comes out on the second day, it says, machine eight and it's kind of like so now within day one or day two the executive is like You've identified what's going on with yeah. machine eight right <laughs> whereas normally that might get pushed out all the way to the end of the month so some of it is just the timeliness sure and then other things are for example like in terms of like marketing data right so I need to, a, a lot of times the, the business challenges, I need to marry two sets or three sets of data together. Yep. And that always runs into, so we have data quality issues. Yep. Um, so as we know, we always have to find a, a good key to stitch them together. Yes. How do you find and or create that key? And then you, know, you also have, so we had a company who they run a lot of plants and they were marrying two pieces of data together. Each one was about a million rows a day. Okay. Um, but actually, if you just stitch those together, so we're creating a new million rows per day, but of those, like only about 5% of the rows are actually changing. Interesting. So if I just, if I just jam them together, I get 2 million rows a day. Whereas if I do it smart and clever, I'm only propagating, I'm only changing the ones that are actually changing. So that again, gets down into like <coughs> speed, right? So 
it's a lot easier to deal with less roads, yes. right? It always yep. is. Um, so uh, a lot of times it's, you know, the scenario is you just don't know. And so the whole idea is to come together with some type of a, a analytical or, or data control framework where we can face off with even when we don't know what the actual challenge is, right? right? Until you get until you get into it, it's like, oh, well, I need to clean up this data or I need to stitch it together and those types of things. So yeah, that's the big piece to what we do. Very interesting. Thank you for sharing that. Obviously, we you spoke about some of the things as it relates to, you know, when you integrate data, issues yeah. related to quality. And yeah. I'm sure the end users of the data or the people using your platform always want to know that the data has integrity and it's cleansed appropriately and it's valid. Yeah. Give me an idea of how you guys think about that and how much is involved with the client. Well, so a great deal, right? So the worst for, as a software vendor in my, and I'm just going to give you my personal sure. opinion, a lot of companies, they would love to just, you know, chuck you some software over the fence and, mm -hmm. and you just pay them and you never hear from them again. But yep. let's face it, it is about using software to achieve a business outcome. Yes. And, you know, the pressure is on because teams need answers soon. And no matter what the discipline, whether it's marketing yeah. or trading or sales or whatever it happens to be, if it takes too long to assemble the data, the opportunity is gone. Yes. It goes away way too fast. So this is where we come in and we really do help our customers and, and you know, like assessing, you know, what the challenge is and come up with a, a viable solution in the platform and teach them how to do it. And then mm. once they know how to do it, then it's really not that difficult to kind of go forward. So those are business roles, though, that have to be developed. Is that correct? Well, it's kind of one of so thanks Sorry. for that question. Because okay. it's one of the, it's one of the clever things that we did in the system. So we have um, what's called a streaming rules engine. Okay. And it works on what's called a K statement. So mm -hmm. you're, it's a when, then, else statement. So okay. it's sort of like, okay, so when the customer has this format of an email, then I want you to do something with right. the data. And this came about because like, it's never the main business case that chews up the time. It's the edge cases. So your data case. looks great. <laughs> and then like, where did this data come from? Oh, we hired a company and they do it is a little bit it's like oh yeah okay. okay so this is where the case statement so it's like okay if it came from company a then i want you to give it a little bit of different treatment okay and so it's one of those things that it never stops right the edge cases like that never stops yeah, and right from the top to the bottom it's like you know the, the old typical oh why is you know the date format in this is like a different date time. yeah it's an oracle date time and i can't you know, so we're just going to take that and we're going to break it up into a date and a time so that we can. Yeah. These are the things that that are the never ending for the data analyst. I mean, right. That's what my question was for you. So tell me who, first of all, we know it's not technical people, but what's the function that yeah. kind of helps create these business rules, leveraging your platform? Data analyst. The okay. rise of the data analyst and, you know, they kind of range from, we'll call them straight out of school. Okay. Uh, and got a great brain in between their ears to the PhD level folks. And, you know, even with the PhD level folks, what we're really trying to do is we have to shorten the amount of time 
that these people are wrestling with data because they need to get to this, the next step, which is right. statistical analysis, AI, et cetera, et cetera. And you can't do it until the data is ready to go. And they, they know that. I mean, we all kind of deal with the dreaded nulls and, and bad data. And right. just never stops. But that's kind of where we're home. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so you're seeing in organizations, you said the rise of data analysts. Are you seeing, you know, most of your clients growing those departments, growing those resources? Yeah. Yeah. So from the top of the data analytics officer, and I mean, that is a real role and that really is driving down. I mean, and I'm a tech nerd, right? I mean, and you have, we're in, if you look at things like chat GPT, Yes. And the evolution of some of these things, like I've always been a little bit of a pessimist, but even I'm surprised at how advanced things like ChatGPT have mm-hmm. come out and the things that they can do. And it is, so I'll give you an example in terms of data. So we're already using, so like you can have ChatGPT take a look at a piece of code mm-hmm. and it'll tell you what that code is doing. And so immediately that's great for commenting code, but you can also have ChatGPT go through and analyze data, right? And tell me where the variants are. Tell me where this does not look good. And so we're on the frontier of some extremely cool stuff. And so the data analysis is the data analytic officer. That is the future of the sort of cerebral corporate enterprise yes. of this is really where the brain trust comes together in terms of the data. Yeah. If data is the new oil, yeah, this is the place to be um, because companies have gobs of data that they're not properly using. Yeah, I always I said this a couple of times. I think we went from wouldn't it be nice to see yeah. uh, to now we have it and it's like, oh, right? shit, like what am I going to do with all this data? You know? Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, it's really just listen, it's a wonderful and exciting area to be in. Mm. And I mean, you know, the thing is creating real data insights for your customer or for yes. your company. It's so amazing. It really is. It's really, crucial. Yeah. 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 Exciting. So I know that you were talking about, obviously, we've talked about data quality. We've talked about the amount of data. And then there's overall maintaining data velocity. Talk a little bit about that. So velocity is is very much in line with how quickly can we get it together. So and you run into non-technological problems. You run into real corporate issues. Like so, we had well, I don't, we have an internal name for these people, but we call them data priests, right? Okay, so <laughs> priests are people who hoard data. Okay, and who don't share data. Right. It's like we're going all the way back to grammar school about <laughs> how well do they share? And no, they don't share. And these people really exist. And it's like, can you know, kind of the data nerds mantra is please just give me the raw data. I'll right. Go from, I'll right? go from there. I'll do whatever I want to do from there. Yeah. yeah. And it's so challenging because there are hurdles and obstacles that people will put in your place trying mm-hmm. to get to a particular answer. Now once we move beyond that, it is again, so for us on the software side, it is, I have to be able to ingest data from anywhere, right. in any format. So for example, we had a customer who had a problem and they're like, listen, uh, we can't deal with this data. It has no headers. 
So it's headerless columns, it's space delimited, and it's 600 columns wide. Right. Right. And yeah. so we're kind of like, well, that's coming out of a mainframe and yeah. we're kind of familiar with that. So we have to be able to just take that data as it is. And that's, again, just a little bit of us doing some technical magic in order to ingest that stuff, no matter if it's coming in a file, it's coming from a database, it's coming from an API, get that stuff in. And then the transformation all has to happen in, let's call it near real time, Okay, um, where we're able to throw some, some real server power at it in order to just clean up the data, map it, transform it, uh, all of those kind of things in real time, and then spit it out the back end, either going into an application or into some kind of analytical data, like a data lake or something like that. So yeah, but speed is key. Speed is there is any key. kind of data that your platform can't process? Yes, any kind of, we've tried imagery. Okay. Uh, so imagery, if it's packed up in a file, it's okay. But we did have some customers where, you know, they're like, hey, we have these really, really big, basically they're x-rays mm -hmm. and that type of thing. It yeah. wasn't, we're just not designed for that. Okay. Uh, it is really uh, for, you know, data, data. Yeah. Um, record level data. Record level <laughs> data. Exactly. That's the stuff that we're really, really good at. But format wise is all, we cover all that stuff like XML, JSON, you know, CSV, you name it, every format, even some very particular industry standard formats. So, you know, like EDI is a very common data format. So, yeah. What does that stand for? Electronic Data Interchange Interface, something yeah. like that. It's called oh. X12. Yeah, it's an old format that was really popular in the 80s and is still around quite a bit. So, yeah, I bet yeah. when you go into these yeah. organizations, like you said, you yeah. probably see yeah. so many variations of software platforms. Yeah. And Gordon, it was great to meet you. Thank you so much for joining really nice me today. To I can tell you absolutely love what you're doing, which is <laughs> which is really, that's the best place to be, right? We do love it. Yeah, <laughs> it's very fun. Thank you. Take care. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Teams are in flux, but you still have to get your research in field. Partnership with Paradigm Sample means you get our expert focus on every detail of your project. We have access to over 1 million consumers and many business professionals who are eager to voice their opinions and participate in traditional and non-traditional online studies, whether it comes to sampling programming and hosting services or consultation, we are agile and quick to meet your needs. Visit ParadigmSample.com today. Thank you for tuning in to Data Guru's podcast. This episode has ended, but your exploration doesn't have to. Head over to www.datagurusepodcast.com and access all the resources and links mentioned in today's show. You'll also find bonus content available to our podcast listeners exclusively. That's www.datagurusepodcast.com. Until next time, be bold, be brave, and be fearless.